This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss we're back with a look at Pete Shaw it is Monday the 6th of March and um, from Thursday's show from the 2nd of March uh, we've promised so much in this show a review of a new dog uh, we're going to review the musical theatre production <laughs> Bat Out of Hell, which is back in London. Yeah, you went to go see uh, it. I forgot about that. I did, yeah. People yeah. don't review their own dog. That's just not something that no, happens. No, no. <laughs> Overall, Five star. four out of ten, regret it. Yeah, indeed. Goodness. All right, so what do you so, want to yes. do first? Uh, let's do uh, Bat Out of Hell because it's the quickest. Um, uh, terrible, terrible uh, performance. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Who plays the, uh, who plays the, the titular character? So, so sorry, the not terrible performance, terrible play, awful, terrible, wonderful cast doing wonderful things with a terrible play. Like, absolutely atrocious play, yeah. wonderful cast. Worth watching, worth sitting through the first half, because the second half really picks up, aka because they've got uh, the good songs at the back end, um, right. as of course they would do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the cast were, like, just getting through some absolutely tawdry shit in the first half, certainly. Turgid. So, so what's the what's the describe if you if you wouldn't mind in, in a log line style, a sentence or two, right. what it's actually about? I think it's like flash dance in the rock future. It's yeah. it's like Andy from the Office, uh, US. He uh, decides he's going to create a musical uh, theatre show when he's fired from the Office, uh, and he and the the guy flies through space, the lead singer. And performer uh, on a big treble clef. It's a bit that. It's like that, really, uh, but using <laughs> Meatloaf's music. It's. I mean, it is atrocious, but the cast are so good, you don't mind. I was sat in front of Kevin Eldon, and I would What's very much like there? to wonder. It was press night. It was opening night, so it was just tickets, tickets galore. Because they've, they've, they're not in the centre of town anymore. Now they're in. Uh, I can't remember which theatre. It's theatre in like Holborn, sort of way. The sort of theatre we'd play, to be honest. The Rambo. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> But they've clearly like had to cut down and make decisions about what parts of the set. It's a touring set, effectively, right? Because they've been all around the world. They've been in New Zealand and uh, so you know, and um, and you stuff, know, so. Adam Jarrell of uh, the Offensive and um, Boom fame. Yes. So you know that he's like a he a very good like touring um, singer and 
and stayed. Really? There. Yeah, that's amazing. That's I didn't like know his that. trade. So he he what? was one. Of the, he I think he was maybe Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys. Nice. And that's amazing. And he's done. Um, what else has he done? He's done loads of stuff. And he would yeah. definitely do this. And honestly, the thing about it is, and you t- you touched on something there, like. To give us our dues, Peter. Last time we played London, we did do a, sh- a sold-out Shepherd's Bush Empire. I mean, it's not—it's not terrible. It's not mm. bad. Um, yeah. But when you see these guys doing it, it's proper talent, right? That's what it feels yeah. like. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, in, yeah, you're yeah. in you're in the presence of such obvious talent, right? Yeah. And with with Adam, it's funny because you know I see him quite a bit socially. He's a good, good friend of mine, and we'll, and I sometimes like forget how good he is at stuff. And yeah. Obviously, you know me, I'm always fucking showing off and singing and all that kind of stuff. And it's genuinely very humbling when I make the accidental mistake of like singing a line from something and then he right. comes in and I'm like, all right, fuck you now. <laughs> it's, basically like doing, it's basically like doing a keepy up in front of like a professional football player. Like, yeah. why would you ever do that? Like, it's, it's, so I, I totally get the, um, the talent. I've often felt the same when I've been to see a musical. But what I would say is this, I'm never going to see Bat Out of Hell the musical. Um, no. But what I am going to tell you is that um, just by the names of the characters, it, it's obviously awful. Oh, yeah, the lead, singer, the lead guy's called Strat. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Strat, off. Raven, Falco, yeah. Jaguar. Yeah. Uh, it's not great, is it? Valkyrie. It's, it's basically everyone's just... It's like the Lost Boys from Hook. And they're the naughty boys who like rock music, and then and and the girl from the right side of the tracks yeah. falls in love with the wrong side of the track, and it's just. Do you know what Strat is listed as? Fair. Strat is listed as the eccentric and forever eighteen-year-old leader of the Lost, a group of teenagers <laughs> whose DNA was frozen at eighteen, causing them to remain young forever. All right, Jim yeah. Steinman, we, yeah, he's just, not. just just go to the doctor if you can't get a fucking hard on anymore. He's Jesus. Not. He's it's a midlife even, crisis like, of a fucking he's musical. Crack. I mean, that lad, that lad is very good and he's got a good body, but he's nowhere approaching it. He's yeah. nowhere just out of his short trousers. Good God. No. Like, <laughs> but um, I, remember, I remember when it first came out, Meatloaf was doing the red carpet at the Q-Awards and I interviewed Meatloaf and the lead guy from it. God rest him, by the way. first launched. Yeah, yeah, big big loss. You know, and, you, and you, these songs are just fucking incredible. Of course they are. But uh, yeah, I mean, just an atrocious, atrocious play. I think Steinman wrote it. I think, yeah, awful, awful. So stuff. Like, you know, you know, famously, yeah, it's a Steinman musical, and um, you know that um, the famous one about people being a lot older than they um, than they're supposed to be. The best ever one is uh, Greece, and it? it fucking Greece, yeah. hell. Kanicki. Like, Jeff Conaway plays Kanicki. I think he was twenty eight. And it's being made. And, he, and the thing is, and he didn't. And, and he lo- it was. It was. It was like eighty every day of that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, wasn't it? Back then, like. I, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, but like, just <laughs> blocks had heavier features. They just had bigger noses and bigger ears, and just yeah, it's like bigger. The, it was bigger. The longer ago it was, the older men were when they yeah. were young. Like, so Marcus <laughs> always says, "Oh yeah, you can never imagine like Bruce Forsyth being young." Or yeah, Michael yeah, exactly. Parkinson. Yeah, you know, Savile, all about like. But you sort of look at like Leonardo. From? Where's Savile come from? Like Leonardo DiCaprio, he's obviously criticised for. Um, uh, sorry, let me make this very clear. Uh, of age, but <laughs> c- considerably younger than him, women, right? He's, oh yeah, that'll he's save old. us a legal letter. That one, well yeah. well done. Just, just hold tight. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. In the, allow in, me in to the be end. clear. Allow <laughs> me to clarify. Yeah. And he's always, and he's always kind of like criticised for uh, very much uh, not the half the age plus seven uh, business. He's, he's, but, he, but the, know, the thing about so what you wanted to say was. Leonardo, someone people have noticed a Don't passion. Don't clean up my mess. Well, I would like You're to coming be, down with me, big man. I would like to separate myself and distance myself by saying you a can't. lot of people have noticed there's a there's a trait 
that as soon as a girl hits 25, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio suddenly doesn't appear that interesting in them anymore. He would prefer right, yeah. a, a girlfriend who is very much of age, of course, but yeah. at 25 appears to be the upper limit of what he'll consider. And the the meme that I enjoyed about this most recent episode that, that Leo has been involved in is um, a picture of um, Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-girlfriend next to a picture of his current girlfriend. And I forget it, I'm paraphrasing it, but it was sometime, something along the lines of his ex-girlfriend saying... I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest girl to go out with Leonardo DiCaprio, and someone else saying, "Hold my beer." Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. good I'm please gang. listen. At least we muddle our way through that one. That's the main exactly. thing. That exactly. That was very, we were very clear, good broadcasting. We were concise. It was, it was just good stuff. It was good <laughs> Two stuff. Two out of three ain't bad, as we said. Um, <laughs> anyway, the dog. Do the dog now. Do the dog. Dog's arrived. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a dream dog. I don't know what. I don't know what all this crate training business is all about. He goes outside. He does a wait. He's done a couple of poos inside. Fine, but I'm not rewarding it for him for that. But uh, he's uh, no. yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's just sort of, like cutting around the place. He's just having a nice time. The, I, I assumed he'd be screaming in the night because uh, I am very much a pessimist. Just I you he'd doing be that, is it? Scream- <laughs> <laughs> just anything, uh, to be honest, for Sarah, anything that drowns mine screams out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's a dog that like uh, yeah, just just how old just is he? Really chill dog. Uh, Ten weeks, I think. And how how's Lola doing yeah. with it? Uh, Lola's not in the house at the moment, but uh, that's that's a job for another day. <laughs> right, so you've got to remove Lola to to, to bring in Sammy. No, the cycle because we it's shared ownership. Oh, it's a shared ownership. Uh, dog, okay. So so it's uh, so it's in rotation. That's why we got a dog because you know it sucks to not have a dog in the house because dogs are cool. So what's Lola going to uh, do when she comes back? Do you think? Uh, I can kill it probably. <laughs> kill it. <laughs> Probably kill you can't him. Probably say kill him. that. Probably kill him. Probably tear, tear his throat out, probably. I imagine <laughs> no, yeah. come on. Be serious. It's going to be a long road. It is going to be a long road. I know that. But I mean, I just hope that there's some part of her doggy brain that goes, he's not a threat. He's 10 weeks old. Yeah. I might not kill this one. Because she'll go for Don't anything. Don't say this one. Be... Like, that, this in, one. That implies heavily that she's killed before. She'll be fine. So, She'll be fine. We'll sort it out. So Elsie had a dog. Uh, has a dog. Sorry. Has a, yep. has a dog. Um, Aspen, who's a bit older, a rescue dog, and then um, the Wi-Fi have access to sister could no longer. Who's Elsie, look... by the way? Huh? Sorry, have I have I missed Elsie? Aspen. Oh, Elsie. Sorry, Elsie. Elsie. I thought you were bringing some good call Elsie into the no, into the mix. The great Elsie. Elsie. Yeah, they've got a dog Sorry. Aspen, and then um, <laughs> the Wi-Fi have access to sister could no longer look after her dog because her circumstances right. changed. So Elsie and um, obviously. Uh, my mother-in-law took on the younger, smaller Wicket, right? Um, and they get on like a house That's on good, fire, yeah. mate. They love yeah. it. They're great. They're, yeah, they're great guns. It's fine. It'll be fine. I reckon she'll be quite motherly towards towards the little big, band. The big pals. The only time there's ever any kind of bone of contention is when um, um, Aspen steals Wicket's treat, daily treat, right? And Wicket's okay, too small yeah. to do anything about it. Yeah, so you've got, you've got. I mean, you've got to. Uh, You've got to be very careful about uh, which dog eats first and stuff, right? You know what I mean. It's like it's a, it's a whole pack thing, and if she's the leader of the pack, she's got to eat first. She's got to walk in front of everybody, so it's all you know. It's she's got to be the be the queen of. And was that what she was like so. when Buckley was around? No, 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 not really. Well, she was, but like only because he was an old old dog. But yeah, it's fascinating the whole dynamic, and we'll sort it out. But it's uh, yeah, that that'll take some work. But this this part seems to be a bit of a dream. So I'd like to um, bring a puppy into our house at some point. We've got two older cats though. 
Yeah, you'd be all right. I, I mean, I mean the cat. I mean, I think puppies. What they need is uh, they need a they need a wrecking across the face. Oh, cats are vicious. Like, so exactly. So cats yeah. would. So, so cats would. Uh, you know, I'd probably err on the side of a slightly larger dog. But yeah, the cats would. Cats would put it into line. I think. Well, you are you. Um, so you'll keep us posted about how things are going, right? Uh, yes, we'll do. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you where the where the poops have happened. Where the I'm sort of quite good at sort of following him around in the garden, and when he does a poo or a wee celebrating like it's the best thing ever and giving her a, a bit of a bit of chicken he's eating a lot of like, like they, they say like you, they said uh, they were fed because it came off a farm and uh, they were feeding it raw chicken it's like that's a bit weird isn't it raw chicken right. you, think you mean an actual farm not a poppy farm no 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 farm farm like with horses it's a pedigree dog right you got the certificate it's a pedigree dog yeah it's, yeah it's a great start but like pedigree have you seen like pedigree names so far I think I shared the yeah, name yeah they're really long thing. It, yeah. it's, like, it's really weird I don't know it's, is it like a it look, it's like that what three words thing yeah, it's, you just, know, it's, it's like just a unique uh, identifier. But it's just an aristocratic thing, isn't it? You know, you look at yeah. you look at some names of some aristocratic people. Um, dogs are like that as well. They they've got a right. lot of aristocratic bloodline, haven't they? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird to think it's they're weird. all descended from basically the same animal because they all look so different. Yeah, I don't know because you can kind of you can get a, just just the idea. I don't know how mechanically that works, like mixing a like a sausage dog with a you know a much bigger terrier or something. I can't figure out what how. How that comes about, how mechanically that works. <laughs> so you know, like interesting piece of trivia is that um, if you take every human being of race, color, creed, whatever across the world, human beings as a species are so similar. If you transpose it across to a dog, they'd all be exactly the same breed. Oh, really? There's That's no, fascinating. There's, yeah, because if you think of the diversity of appearance in dogs, like yeah. you know, like an Irish wolfhound compared like to like a, little, a chihuahua or something. Yeah. Like yeah. humans would basically all fit within one singular breed, and there wouldn't be a much deviation even within that breed. Human beings are so, so similar. like the so like the the, the border terriers. You got like kind of like sandy looking ones. You got black and tan. You got different kinds of kind of colours of, of 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 fur effectively, but they all look pretty the same. Yeah. So the diversity in, in like that in, basically in, in yeah. humans. It's oh, very very genetically are very very similar all around the world. Um, yeah. Peter, before we go to a break, and when we come back, we'll do a couple of emails. I just really want to say uh, hello to Gav who got in touch and said that since we talked about it a week or so ago, he yes. hired his first lime bike. He's a limey boy. He's a limey boy now. Gav, how did you get on? He said, you, fun? you can tell your paymasters at Big Lime that your propaganda show last week worked. I've had a lovely time yeah. in Hyde Park. I, I, I took two yesterday. Love two it. lime bikes. Love Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Great yeah. to see. Um, on Friday, just gone, I rode a lime bike to the pub, had yeah. three pints of uh, lager with right. two of my friends. Right. And then, to, to my absolute joy, at about yeah. 10 o'clock, wandered outside um, the pub, about to embark upon a, you know, a fairly hazardous walk through Clapham on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And lo and behold, Peter, the self-same line bike was still parked outside. And you hopped on it and took yourself home. The rest and is history. I would like to say, uh, you may have criticised me for possibly getting ourselves in... Legal hot water regarding the Leonardo DiCaprio situation. Uh, but you, I believe, that's over the limit, isn't it? Three pints? No, you, I think you should be no, arrested. No, it's not. You you have to just do a little test. The line bucket, <laughs> the app gives you a test. Right. And if you pass the test, you're legally allowed to jump on the bike. <laughs> I'm telling you, try it. It does it. On a Friday What's the test? Night. It's like, um, a, like a hazard test that you get in your driving test. Really? What? Yeah. If you get on a line bike after a certain time on a party day... Yeah. It asks you to pass a test yep. so that you're not drunk. Ask me if I passed it. That is it. 
fascinating. Well, presumably, because you got to hire him. No, so I booted you the lock off. I just booted the lock off. <laughs> so I'm fucking <laughs> taking it. Went to, no. went to the, went to the uh, man behind the barge. Can you do this for me? I just, I, you don't want me to stay in this bar. No, it was I, fine. I, I, um, I it was absolutely pilot. fine, mate. I wasn't, I wasn't drunk. I'm, fascinating. I, was, I was perfectly sensible. Um, let's have a break uh, while we yeah. contemplate our futures. And um, when we come back, we'll do an email. We've got a couple here. We've got one from Josh, um, one from Matt. Uh, there's loads, actually. I won't, I won't read people's names out. We'll get to them eventually. <laughs> but we've got a couple of emails to do. And we'll do them the other side of this. We're back with Luke and Pete Shaw. Um, we did a ramble show uh, a few a few days ago about, uh, a few, well, it's last week, wasn't it? Uh, about Eric Cantona, Luke. About the Kung Fu Yeah, I wasn't on it. No. And I, so I'm bringing you into the fold. Yeah. And I said. It was my I idea to do it, by the, the way. Okay. I thought well, it was a really good idea. Did you enjoy it? Cool. It was all right, yeah. Was <laughs> that was a rigging endorsement. Anyway, after Wembley, I was a bit, I was a bit sad. Uh, the because uh, could have done without record. Uh, no, the um, we were in, uh, we, we did it, and I thought that uh, I, I seem to recall that the Eric Cantona Kung Fu Kick was featured on the cover of the uh, Super for Animals single no, for uh, incorrect. The man don't give a fuck. Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. It was Robin Friday. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but somebody made a point, Joe, on Twitter. Thank you, Joe, if you're listening. Uh, that it was uh, actually uh, Ash with the song Kung Fu, which makes so much more sense. <laughs> so you're basically you're so you're much more sense. rehashing old mistakes on a completely different show now, are you? Tidy and all. I, I just Tidying think you'd up. enjoy talking about Ash. Remember when Tim Wheeler went all sexy? Because he was like a bit of a spunk, wasn't he? He was a bit of a bit of a, a, a an icon for the young indie ladies. Uh, if you'll allow, if you'll allow me the name drop, right? Um, I've met uh, Tim Wheeler a number of times. Uh, friend, he's good friends with a friend of mine, and yeah. he's a lovely man. He's a lovely man. I saw him at, uh, I interviewed him at Wild Oak Festival, and then I was on my way to Tokyo, Tokyo, uh, and I'd hurt my back. And I never hurt my back because I'm tiny, uh, com- compact. Uh, and just before Powerful. the interview with, with with Tim Wheeler and Ash, uh, and I was just lying on the floor. He's gone. We could do it on the floor if you want. Oh, we could do the interview on the floor. He's very nice. And softly then I saw Northern Irish fella, isn't he? And then I saw him at Heathrow, and he's like, "Is your is your back all right?" And I was like, well, "Yes." Why fine. was he speaking like that? I don't know. Do it, have a, do it again. Just... It's only four words. Do it again. I you can he... do it. Is your back all right? That was much better. That, that was better? much better. Yeah, well done. Pete, is your, is your back all right? Yeah. Why are you <laughs> making lovely. that face with your mouth? <laughs> it's a Northern Irish. Look, you're in disguise. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, yeah, he lives in New York, I believe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt York. it. Last time I saw yeah. him was at Kentish Town Forum. Um, I like those. I like those kind of. Uh, I like those people who kind of like live, in, like the people you don't expect, live, like Jarvis Cocker living in France. It's kind of like, it's quite romantic, I think. Pete Doherty kind of lives like in men. France, I believe, as well. Well, he certainly did. Yeah, yeah. Jarvis, Jarvis Cock is living in France because he's a, very affected, isn't he? <laughs> he's like, think, he, he probably is, wakes up every like... morning thinking, what would Jarvis Cocker do now? What would Jarvis Cocker do at this moment? Yeah. yeah. Probably, um, uh, not like us, we're real, baby. For a, six, for a six music documentary about Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, that is how he speaks. That's a pretty good impression. Um, hello at lukeandpeakshow.com is the email address we love it when you email in um, we've had so many good ones recently we'll try and get through a couple of them now um, do you want to do um, some Prime related stuff or do you want to do something else yeah let's do it let's do the Prime okay so Prime is the drink that we tried to make on call I think we've succeeded um, I think so it's good to know that some of our listeners are helping us with that and chief among yeah. them is our friend Josh who says oh, hi there guys I inadvertently fulfilled a request by Mr. Donaldson <laughs> 
in the energy drink section of my local market yesterday. <laughs> um, and I think I should probably point out that it seems to me that you can essentially get prime energy drink wherever you want in America. It's just in the UK, it's quite tough to get hold of. Um, yeah, of course, our friend Noah sent us some, didn't he? Um, yeah, because I think they, they tell me, it's, I think Sainsbury's the place to get these right. days, the kids. But they, they line up around the block at like, you know, 10 a.m. when it all Bloody comes yeah. in and run in and take it. Josh uh, goes on to say, the Wi-Fi I have access to and I were shopping when I stumbled upon the Prime Energy Drinks. I grabbed a can to see what the caffeine content is. <laughs> but alas, my poor eyesight left me unable to make it out. Thinking quickly, I grabbed my phone, opened the camera app and just zoomed in. Success. 200 milligrams of caffeine, I exclaimed to my missus. It was at this point... Three young gentlemen around the corner glanced at me and acknowledged the product with some interest, but they moved on without taking any prime from the shelf. Done and dusted, Peter. I have the Northwest Territory covered. Best wishes to you both from Eugene, Oregon. Josh from Eugene, Oregon, you are doing the Lord's work. That is very, very enjoyable. Uh, a man who, who, who is finding it hard. I, I, lately, I can't read anything on sides of stuff. Like I think my, I'm becoming more long-sighted as I get older. I think that's how it's supposed to go. When's but... your next prescription? I got one a little while ago, and then, I, and then I got glasses made up to that prescription, and it was just all out of whack, and I was like, I, it's hard to accuse an optician of getting your prescription wrong when it's literally, they're relying on you reporting sir, what you can this, say. This, <laughs> sir, this, this is, is a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it, because they're only going on your feedback. Yeah, and some of them are so similar, you're like, eh, but it was so far out, I was like, this is this ain't right, this um, ain't right, baby. My granddad was in the army for a long time, essentially staying in there because he used to pay a guy a few quid to give him the eye chart <laughs> before <laughs> his exam. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah, driving yeah. like, he's driving like trucks. He's, he's, <laughs> he's building bridges in Korea. He's doing all sorts of stuff and he's <laughs> and he basically blind in one eye and always has been. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's no stuff. harm done. Stuff. There's yeah. no harm done, no, is there? Apart from the people who, who died Apart from in the that war, bridge that, that um, bridge that collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so that's from Josh. Thank you very much for that, yeah. Josh. Oh, speaking of Prime, by the way, I should probably point out that um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but last Sunday, All right. at time of record, Jake Paul, so the yes. younger brother of Logan Paul of Prime Drinks fame, fought Tommy Fury, um, mm. and, a, and he got beat, which I was bloody delighted about. W- was it because? Uh, um... I wasn't sure about about the veracity, about the how that that whole boxing thing worked. I thought it was all just bullshit. I thought well, it was all just exhibition, kind of like. If you indulge me for a couple of minutes, I'll do it as quick as I can. It's very interesting right. because it's essentially <laughs> ripped the boxing community in half. Okay. So people, some people are saying. So Carl Froch was a, got a lot of press because he was a pundit on the fight on Sunday, and he hates Jake Paul, and he hates right. Jake Paul because he's you know a pretty objectionable character. Which is fair enough. And he, but the other reason he hates him is because he's a boxer from the age of like four and has dedicated his yeah. whole life to the sport, was a really yeah. good amateur, won several world titles, and obviously has issue with the idea that someone like Jake Paul has just come along, can use his massive social media presence to say, oh, if you were still fighting now, I'd easily beat you. And it's just complete fucking nonsense, right? And so yeah. they don't, boxers don't like that. They don't, they don't like it when other people have, haven't really gone through the hardships and the sacrifice that they've gone through and start calling yeah. them out, particularly after they've retired. It just seems quite bad form. It's, it would be like me sort of having a, not me, but like somebody who had a following, <laughs> someone had a following, sort of going, I playing, in a, Sunday, playing in a Sunday league uh, team yeah. and being quite good yeah. and knocking the goals in for fun. Yeah. And Stretching sort of, my imagination this. 
having <laughs> me too mate yeah. I've seen me play more than you have yeah. um, and uh, and sort of having like a social media kind of like team sort of pretending that it was like the Premier League <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah and but, but, and me get also get, taking loads of money in as well getting yeah, paid sponsorships yeah. and stuff so that's part of it and, as well and, and, and getting paid like millions of pounds playing amateur football like shit like just stupid football yeah but you also add on top of that that basically you're putting your life on the line every time you do it Right. Yes. So yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. safety involved. So so so, so yeah. there's, there's there's that side of the fence where people don't appreciate it, they don't respect it, and also to be fair, that Jake Paul hasn't really until he fought Tommy Fury, who is actually a boxer, although not very not very good one, because he's a, he's young and he's a novice. He right. that's the first time he's actually fought a boxer, right? Yeah, and so, the rest has just been well, it's like old ex- MMA retired MMA's people, and, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. can't yeah, you know, no one you know with respect because you've got respect to anyone who does it. They're not really boxers, and so yeah. and then a lot of people like Steve Bunce, I think. Who's the you know fantastic boxing um, expert? He's kind of I mean, he may have changed his opinion now, but the last time I heard him speak about it, he was saying, "Well, actually, you know, he's doing the right things. He's taking it seriously. He's working really hard. He's in good shape. He's got some fundamentals. He's a novice fighter. Um, a lot of the shit is because he's making loads of money because he's got a massive following. And even though he's a novice doing an eight round fight, which doesn't mean anything, he's getting paid world championship money and selling out yeah, pay per views. Yeah. And people don't like that." And I, but I, we were talking about this before. We were talking about Jake Paul before because, like, I was saying that that he is a young man who looks after himself and he's fit, and you know, and he may not be there genetically, but he's got all of the resources in the world to make himself into the best fighter he can be. And he's kind of doing that. Yeah. And and are we really going to start fucking uh, now? Twenty twenty three starts so well. I'm not really happy about this trash talking. I mean, where have you been for the last fucking hundred <laughs> years? You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot that's going on in boxing in that way, and and so I don't think you should be taking that seriously. But what's really interesting is that at some point, and it started to arguably happen on Sunday. What Jake Paul did, and by no means he's the first boxer to do this. If you want to call him a boxer, which I think you should do now. He, he's basically mouth just got him into a lot of trouble. So right. every time he's fought like a 47-year-old Anderson Silva, who was a great MMA fighter, but he's not a boxer and never has been, and is also an older man, yeah. he's, he's, he's talking. Well, this is who I want next. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And ultimately, even though like there's an amazing video on YouTube of Eddie Hearn doing a one-to-one interview with him, just essentially telling him exactly how it is with all this experience as a boxing provider, just saying, Jake, you're an average fighter. You're average. This is what this means. You did this, you've done that. Fine, good for you, but you're average. And for you, average is good because of where you've come from, but you're average. That kind of stuff's been going on. Right. But the path that Jake Paul's on, he can't help but at some point get himself into a position where it's almost a bit like, that's me. I put you wondering how I got here. Because he's going to, he, one day... He's working himself into a shoot, brother. He is. Hulk Hogan said. And, and <laughs> yeah, and the problem is... It's not a game to be fucking messing around with, because mm. if he ends up looking out of his ear hole because his mouth's got him into trouble, it's not an exaggeration to say his life could be ended, mm. literally, by that. So he has to be yeah. very careful about what he does, and his, and his promoters and his managers and stuff have to look after him because he fought Tommy Fury. It's quite a nicely matched fight. Tommy Fury is much better than him and beat him, but he's not the first kid of his age to still be a novice boxer, and if he takes it really seriously. Um, it could be quite an interesting story. And, I, and if I'm going to give him any credit at all, I actually think he's a bit of a fucking dickhead, but if I was going to give him credit at all, I would say straight after the fight, on all his social channels and in the press conference, he said, beaten by the better guy, fair enough, I'll be back, I'm taking it on the chin, I feel bad I've let my team down, but it's all part of it, I'm still in the best sport in the world and I want to do it again. And that's kind of really what you'd like to hear from someone. I mean, whether it comes yeah. to pass or not is, remains to be seen, but it's quite a nice... I mean, it's quite a magnanimous way to look at it for a guy who's really essentially just known for his arrogance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, and his and his, and his brother's very very good at wrestling. <laughs> Is he? He's oh, incredible. Uh, like it, uh, it was. He's, he's a very handsome from... man, Logan Paul. I think. No, good I do. God, I think he no. looks very. He's got sort of cartoon features. You are odd in your mind. Yeah. Look at what <laughs> I look like. Just... though. <laughs> I know, but it's just like he's so wow. kind of long in the face. It's like, a long it's face. So kind of like. <laughs> it is a long face. It's, it's a long. Face. So he's good at wrestling. Is he going to become a wrestler? So he's he's got a WWE contract. And he's re- he's wrestled three times, I think, and he sort of turns up and he as for, for someone who you know is not a wrestler, uh, and and the WWE have history of bringing people in like this to to, to wrestle the matches. He has come in and he's done the best any of them have ever done. And actually, he's put on shows that are like Mark Haynes has been watching wrestling since he was a kid. You know, he's the horse of WrestleMania, yeah. and he's expert. The, he's the expert. And he said he's my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I right. can't, you know, can't stand his fucking shit. I can't stand his life. But he's but, good. You know, he's fucking. So, they've obviously, so they've obviously got like genetically aptitude for yeah, some physical. Sport, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He looks like a wrestler. He wrestles like a wrestler. He does really dangerous spots like a fucking proper top tier WWE wrestler. And he'll only wrestle two or three times a year. But it's like the, the, the shows he puts on are, are just incredible. And it's and it's annoying because like wrestlers will always tell you, and it's the same with it, Jake in the, in the boxing world. You would imagine like he's just a fucking tourist, and he'll get found out, and he'll break his fucking meniscus or something, you know, and he'll, and he'll, and he'll you know, he hasn't put in the hours and all that stuff, yeah. but it's all very, like, fucking, if you've ever played the game. Yeah, that's what I find. the guy is fucking doing it. That's he's what I find it. with the Jake well. thing, like, how much of these criticism is, is legitimate criticism? Like, how, mu- yeah. how much is it, actually, do you know what? You're not actually very happy about the fact that a guy's gone straight to the top of a sport because he's got such a big following and earning yeah. serious money straight away. Because yeah. you had to come up the hard way. It's almost like that Stephen Gerrard football thing a while back, wasn't it? When he said, oh, so-and-so needs to understand that, you know, I've got three pins in my leg because you've got to fucking work hard and get injured to play football. It's like, well, you shouldn't be of that attitude. You should be of the attitude of, this was hard for me, so I'd like to yeah. make it easier for the younger generation. Now, it doesn't really yeah. apply to Jake Paul because obviously he's a fucking belligerent fucking idiot. But <laughs> he is still getting in the ring with a member yeah. of the Fury family, or a proper fighting family. And he, and he actually dropped Tommy Fury at one point in the fight. I mean, he lost the fight, but he, he dropped him. Yeah, so That's he's obviously got something happening. So right. um, I think, at the very least, it's an interesting thing. But I, it was a real match then. Not like, no, it wasn't like it didn't look No, it was, a proper, like, no, it was, it was a proper fight. It was right. a proper licensed fight with three independent judges, a proper right. corner, a pay-per-view event. It was a proper fight. Um, right, okay. And, cool. and, 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 and I do also think of the backdrop to all of this is that boxing is itself very insecure about WWE, about UFC, about the, the, the market share as they perceive of it to be taken. Because they're like the sport that can trace themselves back to the 1700s. They're the oldest sport in the world. They're the noble, the noble art, the sweet science. Right. And they, they, they don't make it easy on themselves because they make stupid decisions as, as an organisation. Don't let Mayweather do all those exhibitions then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's fucking crazy. If it's that fucking sacrosanct. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we should go because we've run out of time. We've got sidetracked yeah, again. But we, we will do some of these emails again. Um, we'll do some more of them next time we see you guys. Um, so yeah. they, do stick with us. Thank you very much for listening to The Luke and Pete Show. I'm Luke Moore. He's Pete Donaldson. We are at yeah. Luke and Pete Show on social media. We are hello at LukeandPeteShow.com on the emails. And we would love you to leave a review of us wherever you get your podcast it helps other people to find us uh, and really supports the show don't forget we're an independent podcast producer we're going up against people like the BBC Sky all these big companies all the time Jake Paul Jake Paul so every little helps do give us a (laughs) do give us a review if you can Uh, that's it say goodbye Peter goodbye Peter goodbye goodbye and it's goodbye from me as well 
Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.